Feeling weak like it's double your feet Negative energy, I don't need In the deepest, darkest water, my mind say so You wanna wanna be found so many times I might drive, but they still coming down. Fading the black on me. Why you turning your back on me? The more I supply, the more you want. All the times you told me that he wouldn't claim you even when you gave your all. Stop rejecting all the shit that such and such a did, you're not alone. Cause it's fucking me up. Just tell me the truth. Need an invited attention, I'm talking to you. And then I know where you stand, it's much harder to move. Welcome back to another episode of Who Taught You, the podcast where we sit here and talk to you guys about niggas and bitches, who taught y'all about relationships, who taught y'all about dating, and who taught y'all how to fuck. It is me, Adrian Cherie, aka The Repressed Nympho, aka The Real Life Daria, aka The Retired Car Sex Ex Car Sex I don't know. Uh, aka Your Boyfriend's, I mean, Your Boyfriend's Favorite Tomboy? Yeah. yeah. AKA, I don't know why I'm fumbling through these today. Um, AKA, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host. Your boy, Corey Nose, C-H-O-R-E-Y Nose. AKA, the granny panty dropper. AKA, my gap is your grandmother's clitoris pillow. <laughs> AKA, culture of the year. AKA, Corey, Corey, save my life. What's up with you? What's new? Shit, boy. <laughs> Trying to get ready for this uh, wedding tomorrow. I got to shoot a wedding tomorrow. Oh, like a video? Or yeah. Pictures? Video. Nelson's doing the pictures. I'm doing the video. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. A lot, man. Trying to finish editing the damn video, but my damn Adobe Premiere keep crashing. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to be up all night. I'm about to be up all night. Yeah, that's why I never wanted to get into that stuff because yeah. if the program's not working, that's why I stopped streaming video games because every time your computer updates, then the OBS program messes up and you got to reset that after you done already put in so much work to set it up and yeah. then updating that messes it up again and then you, it's too much. I was yeah. like, forget it. Nah, man. But shit, it's been a minute. I've been gone for... Two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know what's been going on with you. Nothing. <laughs> I, ain't did, I ain't been doing nothing. You know, still just trying to get ready for baby. Last, not last minute stuff, but just like little stuff. Just trying to get it done. So when he comes, we ain't gotta be like, oh, we need to put this up or yeah, stuff like that. So, um, that's about it, really. Just you know. Chilling around here, trying to get stuff done. I went to Charlotte for my best friend's baby shower because she's due like a week after me. Mm-hmm. So I went up there. That'll probably be my last trip till the baby comes. And uh, that's it. I'm down to weekly doctor's visits. So that's how you know when the countdown is starting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I read you was ready for him to come on out. Yeah, it's time. He can come on out. Man, what's he doing? Nothing. He's spinning his head in there. No, but it's just the last couple of weeks is just tough. You know, you, they grow the most. Besides when they first start growing and, mm-hmm. like, developing organs and all that stuff, they grow the most the last four weeks because they're just putting on weight. Yeah. And so I ain't running out of room. So I can tell that he's getting frustrated. 
um, like trying to get comfortable. Yeah. And then I can't get comfortable, and then I ain't been sleeping because I can't get comfortable. <laughs> so, and then yeah, it's just it's like your body is like all right, it's winding down time. Yeah. Any day now, or whatever. I don't know what your body does to be like. All right, let's get this baby out of here. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, the fluid come out your vagina this one you know well no I mean like I don't know what the signal is for your body to do that yeah. you know what I'm saying like like you know your cycle comes on every month or whatever or however many days or whatever but I don't you know there's no theory to what um like what triggers your body to go into labor basically yeah. okay you know so it's not like I can be like oh it's getting a little tight I guess in a couple of days it'll probably my border probably break. Man. You never know. Yeah. So people really don't know when it's gonna happen. So I mean, mm. yeah, I'm just kind of. Well, just don't pull a Phyllis, cause she almost had me in the toilet. No, I ain't gonna do that now. She, I didn't know my water had broke. I just thought I had to pee. Next thing you know, they come back like his head's almost out. <laughs> that's why I got this long ass head now. Shit. Nah, I'm. I'm doing like. This uh, what they call centering classes with UNC mm-hmm. or whatever, where we kind of like every, it's like once a month or once every couple of weeks, we get on like uh, Zoom with other moms that's due around the same time that I am, mm-hmm. and talk about stuff. So you know, we talk about labor and how to know and all that kind of stuff. And with UNC, um, you know, when your water breaks or if you start feeling like you having contractions or something like that, you can call them. And they'll like ask you a bunch of questions mm-hmm. to see if you need to go ahead and come in or not and stuff like that. So hey. I think UNC has prepared me pretty good knowledge wise. So I'm not like I'm not nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once, you know, that day comes I'll probably get a little nervous, but I don't think I'm gonna be freaking out. Yeah. Until it's like time to push. <laughs> then I'll be like, Oh god. Somebody help. Man. Or if there's some type of complication, but other than that, I'm I'm not nervous at all, mm. not yet. Oh, you forgot the mother bot. I meant to tell you that uh, when I watched UV and D, mm-hmm. you know the first ten minutes because <laughs> I seen three and a half hours. It's like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> you forgot the mother bot that you you know I gave that with the mother. Oh, bot. aka mother bot. My bad. Yeah, you know I'm saying sorry. I gotta get used to the mom stuff. Um, just you know, I think I'm used to saying the other five now, so I gotta. I gotta figure out how to like switch them out every once in a while. Yeah. But uh, since we talking about the doctors, um, I don't think I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor before I left, so I still have like some smaller blood clots in my lungs. Mhm. But everything else is fine. Um, so I was at the doctor all fucking day, bro. That shit was blew the fuck out of me from eight to damn five o'clock. Mhm. Fortunately, I I didn't have to get poked and prodded as much. But I had to do, like, other shit. I had to do this fucking breathing test. Mm-hmm. The hardest shit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> She's like, oh, inhale. Now blow out. Blah, 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 blah. And then inhale. I was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> was it a machine? Yeah, and I had to put my... The shit was like this. I had to put my mouth on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is weird. Then another one, she had to put, like, a little mouthpiece on there. Mm-hmm. So I can uh, air one leak out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus. I think I, I've done that one. And then they made me do oh, a six-minute walk t- walking test. 
And it's like, oh, sir, you're supposed to walk. You're not running. I'm like, I have long legs. <laughs> and then I checked my my chart today, and it's like he only completed six percent of the walk. I'm like what? Damn. Have you ever done a, a stress test? No. Oh my god. That's probably next for me. Today. Those stress tests, like, you know, you're just on a treadmill and they got you all hooked up mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. But, like, they have to push you until your heart rate jumps. And then you have to stay there for, I can't remember how many minutes it was. Yeah. Man, I also am tired. <laughs> I have to, like, I felt like, I don't know, it's crazy, like, how you can get so tired off, like, doing a stress test on treadmill, yeah. but then, like, if you playing basketball... You'd be cool. You'd be fine and stuff, but... Because you can pace yourself. They're just trying to get you to, like... Right. Peak cardiovascular or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they do it gradually still. Yeah. Even with the stress test, they do it gradually. They take you up, and then they'll be like, all right, we're going to speed it up now. All right, we're going to speed it up more. All right, until, you like, your heart... Like I say, your heart rate rises, and then, you know, they tell you just be like... Do you feel like you're going to pass out or anything like that so we could stop it? But you can go until the test is over. Yeah, shit, them motherfuckers. Uh, then they had me meet with, like, a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. It's like, yeah, you might have um, some some type of hypertension with my heart due to my lungs. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, nah, you're good. You're, I think you're fine. Still see the small blood clots. So I still have to go meet my hematologist, my blood doctor, because, you know, I got sick of cell. But I'm going to Florida on the 30th, the 29th. Yeah, my appointment's on the 30th. Mm. Yeah. Bro, catch that. <laughs> Should have moved it like guess, four times, bro. I guess you ain't going to that one. Should have moved it like four times. Like, dead ass. Moved it four times. Mm. It's like, the fuck you want to do? That's crazy. You can do nothing. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then I was in Kentucky. Woo! I lost my voice the first day of the tournament. <laughs> Jesus. The first day, and it was hashtag FTK the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. So they're in Orlando now, and I'm not there. My boy's like, hashtag FTK, hashtag FTK. <laughs> Jesus. It's bad, man. They'll probably. I ain't gonna say it online. Somebody might find it. But, mm-hmm. you know. It's a it's a it's a different bunch. I'll say it like that. It's a different bunch of kids. Oh, okay. And their parents just as bad. And it's still girls. Yep. Surprise. Some sports parents be something else. Man, what? They be talking shit to me. I was like, you know, your daughter's not that good, right? Right. That's that be the main thing. It's like, if you so into sports, then you know that your child, if your child is that good or not, you know. Especially compared to the other people on their team and the people they're playing. So it's like, relax. Like, why are you going to be, why are you so mad to get your child playtime and they can't play? Everybody, everybody's, my thing is, everybody's parent want to be a coach. Mm-hmm. But don't come to me telling me what I should do or what I'm not doing right. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to turn around and be like, oh, so you're a basketball coach? Why your kid can't do X, Y, Z? Right. Y'all not practicing Man, what? I tell them to go left, they go right. Man, we had one game. We was up 12 points at halftime. They came out, you'd have thought we was a loser. (laughs) I had to call them out. I sound like uh, Doc Rivers. You ever heard Doc Rivers talk? 
Come on, guys. What are you doing? Oh, Lord. We're winning. Why on the rest? Slow down. Fuck you, Coach DJ. Bloop. Say, God damn. What's up, China? But, yeah, that's been in my time. <laughs> well. I can't wait to sign some math start. At least I can be mean to them kids. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, sounds uh, eventful. That's <laughs> what I had been doing. I'm trying to think. Yeah, this past weekend was a baby shower, and the weekend before was what? You forgot your photo shoot, man. Oh, yeah. I did forget about that. I did do my um my maternity shoot um, last Friday. Or whatever. That came out really good. Yeah, I like those. It came out really good. Um, I'm glad our idea came together. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, like, I haven't done many photo shoots. I mean, technically, the only ones I've done is with you. Yeah. And that one I did for um, the yoga clothing line back in the day. That was my first one. So I haven't done many. So I don't know, like, you know, like places to go or like what's gonna look right and stuff like that or what's gonna be crowded and not. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, luckily. The girl that did my maternity shoot, you know, that's what she does. Yeah. Basically for a living. And, um, so, you know, we, we just went out to, uh, Bright Creek Elementary School and tried to catch the sunset. Cause yeah. that's all I was after. Like I told her, I just wanted, mm-hmm, I just wanted the sunset in the background and that was it. But outside yeah. of that, it didn't matter. So, yeah, but she yeah. did a good ass job. Yep. Yeah, and it came out really good. You know, she was supposed to do like 15 edits. <laughs> and she wound up she wound up doing 15 with like her tag on them mm-hmm. and then sent me like 35 where she had just like cause the pictures came out fine mm-hmm. so it was really just like blurring the background or making the green pop like she was telling me so she was like well I'm just sending you the rest and so I just that's, I just sent her the extra money but that's the hard part like for me I ain't gonna call myself an aspiring photographer cause nigga I ain't took pictures <laughs> in forever but just like what I even like when I did yours at uh, um at the graffiti shit, I had like oh the one when you was practicing yeah mm-hmm. I had like the ones I had like you like different ones so mm-hmm. I'm like well fuck what am I supposed to do yeah see that's what I was telling her too after we finished I was like you know go through and take out whatever just don't look right mm-hmm. or whatever she was like yeah I'm just go through and delete you know. You know, like the ones where your eyes are closed or you're making a crazy face or some shit. And then I was like, well, edit 15. You know what I'm saying? Put your tag on 15 or whatever. Because she don't usually send out the raw edits. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's my dance sis. So she hooked me up. But, like, um, and I was like, I'll send you more money for the other ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The ones that just raw edits. And I just want, because I knew knew for a fact there was going to be a whole bunch. I just like to see them all. Yeah. You know, because I, for me, I'm not super picky with pictures. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm, like, making a stupid, crazy face or looking like a retard. It don't matter to me. I don't care. So, I say unless I'm looking like a retard. I won't call it nobody else one. So. Counselor's supposed to counsel. Ah, they all right. They be all right. Um, if they that sensitive, they can't listen to this podcast. Anyway. Um, so, I was like, just, you know, if you will, just shoot me all the raw edits. Or whatever that looks fine. Yeah. And I'll just send you money for whatever extra you send me. So that's what she did. Yeah. Because I used to be like, oh, what? I like that one. I like that one. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you sent me, you know, I was like, to me, I don't. 
unless you do like a whole bunch of editing, you know mm. what I'm saying? I don't, I can't tell for the most part. If it's a good picture, it's a good picture. Yeah. So that's why I was telling her. I was like, you don't even have to edit the extras. Just you, you can just send them to me. Yeah. And um, she was just telling me that sometimes people do weird shit when you don't like put your tag on your on your pictures and yeah. stuff. And I was like, well, you ain't got to worry about that for me, because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to edit. <laughs> I don't know how to pull pictures up, so I can't edit. Yeah. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, she hooked me up. But then you know, I I made sure I pay, I pay her for. The extra and stuff like that, just to you know show gratitude. Yeah. But that was fun. Like I said, it came out really, really good. I haven't posted like all of the the ones that she did edit yet. Um, I'll probably post them at some point in time. I just posted the the picture that I did post is the sneak preview that she sent me mm-hmm. before she sent me the rest of the pictures. So I just posted that. And uh, I'm trying to think, last week was. Last week was the 17th weekend. What was before that? I don't think I did anything the weekend before. No, Louisville, I think. Hmm. No, because we went to the beach for the 4th of July. That shit was packed. That shit was packed. I don't know if I talked about it last episode, but we went to the beach for 4th of July. That shit was packed. Well, when we got there, it was packed. But you could tell people had been there since early. Yeah. So it started dying off around us, which was good. But then when we left the beach, because we went to Wilmington, you know, Wilmington is a college city. Mm-hmm. All the restaurants are short-staffed. So by the time we went back, you know, and changed clothes and went back out to get food, all the restaurants was like, oh, we're not taking any more tables because they didn't have the manpower. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure they closed on time hey. and all this stuff. I was like, damn. That it, is. Even Waffle House was only doing to-go orders. It was one cook and one registered person in there. Oh, this should be wild, bro. Like, you'll be shocked. Like, uh, just to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, even, we was in uh, Louisville. With the camera right there. Mm-hmm. With the camera. Because then we can't see the chat. Yeah. Put it right there. <laughs> but nah, it, it, like in Louisville, like it's a shortage of uh, f- food work, you know, food workers. Because mm-hmm. shit, I tried to, one night, you know, we play late. I get off, well, you know, we get done at like nine, we say we have a nine o'clock game. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. find any food. Exactly. That's it. And like, it's a food, it's a food worker shortage everywhere because all of, you know, so many of them got laid off. And so they all got COVID pay. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, who wants to go back to working as a waiter for $2 plus tips? Or even a cook at $10? Man. So, like, oh, man. there's a shortage everywhere. But in the college cities where the kids are the ones that are doing those types of jobs just for pocket money, they're not in school. Man. You know, school is not coming in full time again until the fall. So they're struggling because the kids, usually what happens is you go to school through the year. Mm-hmm. And the upperclassmen wound up having to get an apartment. Yep. They ain't had to do that this year. <laughs> so they're not even there in their apartments in the summertime. It's crazy. Shit, let me tell you this. We went to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I picked the breakfast spot, right? I have never in my life got to go food and had to pay a 20% gratuity. Wow, that's crazy. That so crazy. my food was like $12 and it's been like 
fourteen, fifteen dollars. That's too much. And the food was nasty. I was like, come on, bro. Damn. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, because like I said, we went to Chili's first, and it was like, we're not taking any more tables. And then we went to uh, Ale House or something? No, we went somewhere else. And they said the same thing, and we was leaving, and this girl, um, these kids was like, they was going to try the Ale House, and we was just like, nah, I ain't doing that. So we just okay. went to Waffle House, get to the Waffle House, and they only take it to go orders. I was like, God. So we, just, I mean, we got food from there, but that was literally it. Yeah. That's crazy. crazy, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to take a while for the world to come back from COVID. Yeah, for sure. Because I was telling um, um, the boyfriend that even once they, like, if he decides to cut this bill with the extra 300 I was like, you have to realize that people that couldn't get on assistance prior to COVID yeah. are up there now, so... Even just whatever you would get without the extra 300 is fine for people. You know, especially, like, teenagers and stuff that's on it. That's more than they was making anyway a week. Yep. So, it's like, you making two, $300 a week, that's still more. That's a lot of money in your pocket as a, a college student. Yeah, so, I'm, it's going to be a while. I've seen, like, Wendy's, Taco Bell, McDonald's. Are you tired of your kid laying around not doing nothing? <laughs> make him get a job. Mm-hmm. And, and these young kids, you know, hell nah, I can't, I can't make no money off seven fifty. To yeah, where McDonald's starting to pay fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. And I saw some other day. It was like, why is this fit fourteen to fifteen dollars starting to feel like seven fifty right now? I like that's a fact. Especially staying here, because mm-hmm. shit, um, this is a little house off of Gear Street. That's probably like 800 square feet. That house is $700,000 right now. That's crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? Just imagine what some of them other places are going for. Because uh-uh. it's going to be so expensive to live here. I was talking to uh, one of my nurses. She's like, yeah, I make my $90,000 a year, and I can't even afford a house in Durham. I got to move out. She live out near Butner. Yeah, I mean. So that's crazy. It's hard. Especially when you're doing it by yourself, it's hard because everything's going up and there's no benefits for single people. There's no benefits for women without kids. You know, it's it's no benefits for people that's just out here trying to make it. Nope. <laughs> you got to have a bunch of kids or be married so you can combine incomes or make more than a bunch of money because even 90000 to me is a great number. <laughs> you gotta be making six figures in order to be comfortable. Man, because at one point in time, like a man Nelson would talk, like being a single man with no kids, sixty mm-hmm. k is the number that you should be able to live comfortably with. Now, shh, mm-hmm. boy, no. Nope, it's crazy. Like I was trying to explain. There was a little post going around Facebook about how the government hates single women with no children. And everybody's like, wait, why? I'm just like, man, you, nah. you wouldn't even understand. Nah. Like, I could explain it, but it's just, it's a lot of explanation. About me and get it back, because I can even get on Medicaid at one point in time. Uh, I couldn't get on Medicaid when I got pregnant. Oh, that's crazy. So, it's, y'all think it's worse for y'all, but they, they really rate my checks because they put they put us in a bracket 
Mm-hmm. And they were like, if you're a woman at a certain age, you should be married. You know, and if you're a woman oh, yeah. at a certain age, you should have children. So That's if wild. you don't have any of those things, what they're basically saying is what you need extra money for. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody should be taking care of Somebody basically should be taking care of you. It's basically what the government says about women. Yeah. And then if you black, it's even worse. So... Yeah, everything would be better with two incomes, uh, Marcel. Because uh, I'm fortunate. <laughs> to say the least, I'm fortunate right yeah. now. I mean, so am I. Because I've been going through it. You know, just being out of work and everything. You know, I've been super fortunate to have a, a great, you know, system behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, him helping and covering what he can. But it's just like... You know, I got pregnant and I'm like, okay, I can get on some assistance, you know, seeing as I'm going to have to stop working soon, all this kind of stuff. Nope. Couldn't. And then you have to wait until you stop working in order to apply for assistance. So I had to wait until I stopped working. Yeah. And Still nothing. Still nothing. Still nothing. I got approved Damn. last week. And I don't even know when it's going to start now. You Damn. know, like it don't say it'll start next week or whatever. And I don't even think I'm going to get a back pay. So it's like, but this is still July. You know, imagine if it was just me. Me pregnant. I have to go back to my grandparents' house. I've been evicted from my apartment and all this kind of stuff waiting around on them. So, it's been a struggle. (laughs) Like I said, luckily I got a a great system behind me. You know, they've been helping me out where they can. Mm. You know, as far as trying to take care of my side of stuff. But it's it's been rough. Just having to sit back and not be able to do stuff for myself. I don't like not being able to hold my own, you know, or be able to hold, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. No, I felt the same so, way after I got to the hospital, bro. I was like, I'm ready to go to work. I can't walk up three steps without, without having to sit down. Right. Shit, I, I got to go to work, bro. And that's how I felt. I was like, damn, I wish I could have kept working. You know, I should have kept working or maybe I should have. I don't know. I just, a lot of stuff run through your head and you just like, but your situation make it so you can't so yeah. it's just like but also you know there's no sympathy for us so yeah it's been a struggle it's been a little stressful i try to keep mine like it is what it is mm-hmm. persona so most days it's fine but then some days it gets overwhelming but right, bro. hopefully everything start coming through now i'm hoping yeah. that now that i'm like two months out of you know of, of work and stuff, they'll just go ahead and push everything through. Because I've been putting, you know, they ask you, how much money you got in your bank account? Zero. And if you want to check it, you can check it. Because there ain't no money in there. So, mm. it is what it is. But, yeah. It's been a, it's been an interesting ride, I must say. Mm. A good pregnancy, but just the reality of, yeah. you know, all of it has been crazy to me. So, I learned a lot. Next pregnancy, I mean, well, even just, like, finding a job after, when it's time for me to go back, I can't, you know, not have benefits and stuff like that. Like, that's not going to happen. I have to find somewhere that's going to have benefits and some type of maternity leave or, you know, something. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, it's going to have to be, like, a real chill job because if I get pregnant again, I'm going to need to work. Bro. You know, I can't not work, so it's like, 
if I had a work from home job or a desk job, I'd be, I'd still be working there. But I didn't. I had, you know, I had a chef job and I was working ridiculous amounts of time, all, and on my feet all the time. Mm. It was crazy. And it's it's looking like things about to shut down again with the the Delta variant. Well, yeah, but even you know the culinary scene hasn't bounced back. Nope. You know all these other jobs opened back up and all this stuff were never really closed down. Mm-hmm. But the culinary scene, you know, my job was holding on by a string, and from what I heard, one of the contracts that we had is done now. So it's like they it's probably worse there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. huh. I went back to the nightclub and them people look at me crazy. I'll be in that mud with a mask on yeah. and I stand by the back door. I go to the store and I still wear my mask and stuff and people be looking like, why do you, no, it's okay and I wear it. No, right. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> you think so. You don't have to wear yours, but I'm putting mine on. I got me and a child to protect. Man. That's why I got mine on now. I was, uh, like I said, out in Louisville, I can't wear my mask and mm-hmm. talk like I need to. Yep. So I said that take it all blah, 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 do this until I lost my voice and had to sit out for two days <laughs> and got my voice back, lost it again. Lord. So I'm like, you know what? With some tea and honey and some lemon, that's what I need. Lord. <sighs> but yeah, that's been, you know, my <laughs> political pregnancy uh experience or whatever. It's like I said, it's been interesting. And you know, luckily I'll say it again. I've got a good support system behind me and, a, you know, a good partner. So, you know, we've been making it through it. But I'm just like, yo, like I said, every time I think about it, I'm just like, if it was just me, I would literally be back in Rocky Mount mm-hmm. <laughs> because I ain't had no money to pay nothing. So it's just like, you know, these apartment complexes don't give a shit. Nope. They might stretch it out for you one month, but... A couple of months now. Go in there and be like, I got laid off. They're going to be like, oh, well, um, we can uh, early terminate you. <laughs> it's going to be like, well, that the same as getting evicted. So, no, I don't yep. want that. On your credit. Exactly. So, it is what it is. But I guess we can get on to. <laughs> I guess we can get on to this week's topic. Um, so, this week we're going to talk about self-discovery. Um and that's basically, you know, just how you came about learning yourself. Mm-hmm. And and um, in general, you know, the experiences you've been through and, you know, of course, who taught you that you needed to learn about yourself? You know, or was that like something that you just kind of did? Um, and this class will be for all the people out there that take the time out to, like, learn about themselves. Like with me, I always talk about how at least a few times a year I'll sit back and try to evaluate myself and where I'm at and the type of person I want to be and stuff like that and figure mm-hmm. out how I can change. <laughs> but, yeah, this class is for all those people out there that's, you know, either interested in trying to better themselves pers- on a personal level. Um, because you can do therapy and that'll help, but at the same time you have to do the work too, so... Yep. Therapy or not, you have to. If you want to change yourself, you have to do your own work and evaluate your your own self and know where you want to go as a person. Yeah. So, it's for all those people that's interested in trying to figure out how, or how to better do it, and you know all those who are already doing it. So, um, of course, we have to talk about first. The infamous question is, who taught you about self discovery? 
Like, where did you learn that from? Oprah. Okay. <laughs> I was not yeah. expecting. I was Oprah not expecting that. Sundays. Nah, I was, I'm joking. But uh, I would say my mom, man. You know, my mom's a real introspective person. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll have certain conversations because the people that know me know mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm an ambivert. I'm not going to call myself an introvert because sometimes I'm social when I chose to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I spent a lot of time, um, especially like in my last relationship, trying to figure out who I was because I spent so much time uh, trying to figure out who I was, but also try to be in some type of a healthy relationship. Right. So, you know, I caught myself doing a lot of things that she liked or she would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And I lost myself in that. Gotcha. So I started, because, uh, you know, for the people that know me, like I was pretty good at playing basketball. I think, you know, I could have had a career getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not uh, a million dollars. I wasn't that good, <laughs> but maybe low six figures are good uh, at basketball. Like a cross-seas or something? Yeah, Um And I finally had made some things work and then got in a relationship and boom, all this shit went away. Yeah. So, you know, I would say my mom, myself, and Oprah. Because, you know, she had those Super Soul Sunday classes. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. she used to do. And uh, I used to listen to those a lot. Just trying to figure cool. out. Those are actually, like, in podcast form. Yeah. Now I've been thinking about going back and listening to those. For sure. But just trying to figure out, you know, who I am, what makes me tick, what makes me happy, what makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Uh... What I enjoy, what I don't enjoy. True. I think for me, um, it's probably a mix of stuff. Also, it's like a mix of um, hmm, just my curiosity. Like, I've always been super curious about everything. Like, I always want to know why people do these things Mm -hmm. or, you know, what people think about certain situations and all that kind of stuff and then you sit back and you're like hmm, do I feel that way about this <laughs> you know what I'm saying or does that make sense to me or is that how I want to do this thing yeah um between that my curiosity my aunt because she's always been like very candid with me mm-hmm. about things that I talk to her about um and sometimes she can be a little a smidge cynical especially when it comes to men you know what I'm yeah. saying it's kind of cutthroat with her but you know her just being like cutthroat and to the point with me about a lot of things opened my eyes up to being able to be like super honest with myself mm-hmm. and what I wanted and then um, probably society I'll say society played a big role and like going through life and like being told you know what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do or how I'm supposed to be or who I'm supposed to be because of this you know, how I'm supposed to dress or who I'm supposed to date or who I'm not supposed to have sex with or who I should have sex, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? All the stigmas that come with being a female in society. Um, you know, I had to sort through all of those things to figure out what type of life I want to live. Yeah. You know, at different times in my life. So I would say curiosity, society, and mind basically is what you know got me to the point where I was just like I needed to figure out I needed to continuously figure out the type of person I wanted to be what I was okay with and how I wanted to live and stuff like that 
And you said mom, Oprah. <laughs> and myself. And yourself. Oh, do you think there was a time in your life where you like found yourself the most? Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a pivotal point for you? Yep, about twenty eight. Twenty eight, trying to figure out like you know, why am I stuck in this particular space? Mm-hmm. You know, why do I keep finding myself back here? Um and I was sitting there like, what is the universe trying to teach me? Right. You know, I'm like, damn, I'm broke at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm depressed. What's going on? Depression will get you too. For That'll what? get you to thinking about life in general. Even if it's like, it's got you thinking about it in the wrong way, it'll yeah. bring a lot of light to you. Man, I was smoking weed all day. I had just got fired from a job from smoking say, weed. That'll do it too. Weed, weed, weed to get you thinking too. Man, shit, I was smoking <laughs> weed and fucking eating Papa John's pizza. And I went bathe for like two days because I won't fucking like that. <laughs> or, you know, I would go on like these wild binges where I would just be doing a whole lot of fucking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, yo... I remember I was sitting in my room. I had a blackout curtain stuck to my, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a curtain rod. Mm, so I had fucking thumbtacks mm-hmm. sitting in a dark ass room. And I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Right, something got to give. What the fuck are you doing, bro? You done fucked five girls today. You done spent your little $200 on some weed. You done went through that whole whatever I, amount of weed I had. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? All these are like negative outlets for you to deal with how you feeling. Nigga, go outside. <laughs> Do something. I walked around the neighborhood. I sat down like by some steps and fucking just cried for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay. Well, let me stop doing this and this and this and this. Motherfucker. What, go back to doing the things that made you happy. So I started back working out and hooping. I reached out to um, Marcel Webster, who was in uh, on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get into coaching. You know, and you have anybody I could talk to. He hooked me up with T.R. Ramsey again. I had lost his, for a lot of contact with him. Mm-hmm. Started going up to those basketball practices. Then my car fell apart. So I was like, damn, look at another wrench. I said, I'm going to be all right, though. <laughs> look, I got a job driving kids to school. <laughs> I'm in a van. I'm mm-hmm. still smoking weed every damn day. But shit, I use that van, go to practice, cause we had practice on the day. Go get get my little groceries and shit, mm-hmm. and then boom, shit start kind of taking off for me. I still fuck up and fall into some of them same traps, but I've been on my uh my p's and q's, shall I say? Yeah, I think life in general, if you can grasp it, you realize that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like shit. Shit happens is one of those quotes that you hate to hear. And if you don't recognize it, it will throw you into a sadness or depression or a funk. Mm -hmm. But if you grab it and just realize that, you know, there's stuff that's going to happen that you can't control, then you kind of coast through it a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like I said, I was talking about, you know, my pregnancy experience is just that I had to have that view that just like you know, shit happens or 
you know, I just got to be patient and stuff like that. Because if not, I would have been pregnant and depressed yeah. for two, three months. You know, just because I'm sitting back like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So, yeah, I think um, for me, I don't know like a specific age or time period, but it was definitely college when I like really started learning who I was and stopped giving a fuck about like a lot of the societal things that was coming at me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started like getting into my own style you know, figuring out what I was comfortable with and stuff like that. And, you know, my sexual side, I started exploring that and all that kind of stuff. So I think college is what really, really taught me about self-discovery. It's like yeah. got me on a path to like evaluating myself every year. and You know, just being okay with where I was and what I wanted at the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say college. Um, what are some key things that, have happened in your life that um, you valued that have helped you with like discovering yourself? Uh, I would say like coaching. Coaching is seeing like how I can use like some of my experiences rather good or bad to affect uh, these damn kids and help you know them further the things that they're trying to do mm -hmm. because you know just seeing me say something to them and then they go out and use what the fuck I'm saying to um, improve them their games. Mm -hmm. Like, that brings me excitement. Uh, and then also, I guess my friend base, like, certain people come to me for advice even though I'm in a rut. And then, all right, boom, try this and this and this, do this and this and this, and then it worked for them. So, hmm, maybe I am worth something i'm not worthless you know i might feel bad about myself right now i'm having self-pity but shit whatever the fuck i touch is turning into gold more or less mm -hmm. so coaching on, on both sides um and then my sister my nephews true you know every time i see kendra at this time kendra he look at me and smile hey <laughs> like he wouldn't, he couldn't even talk. He just every time he saw me as a, an infant, he looked at me and smiled, and I'm like, mm -hmm. maybe I do have a heart. <laughs> I'm not heartless, <laughs> like I joke and say all the time. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of things that like have happened to me that have like changed. You know, well, things that I've valued. You know, that have changed my values or made me appreciate, you know, different things. Like, definitely going to culinary school, you know what I'm saying? It kind of opened my eyes to what, you know, hearing people say <coughs> that if you're doing something that you like to do, you never work a day in your life. Yep. And, um, you know, going to culinary school and realizing that I actually, you know, could cook. <laughs> Or it kind of came natural, and then I actually liked it, you know, and then working in the culinary field kind of showed me that that was true, mm -hmm. you know, that I don't have to work a dead-end job or just work for benefits and and whatever, you know, all of my life, you know. And then um, I think college taught, I think college taught me a lot, like just in general, just like dealing with different dudes and like, you know, going through the BS and then also 
dealing with dudes that appreciated me, but it was also not because they wanted a relationship with me or anything like that. It's just an appreciation for me. Um, dancing, being on a dance team in college, um, yeah. that was something that I super valued, making a dance team and coming up through that. You know, that helped me a lot. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, that have happened in my life that have helped me, like, value life and, you know, value myself and discover myself. So. Uh, in those moments, have you found anything that you really liked about yourself? Um, I've always admired my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and just being, like, super open about conversation about things. Or conversing about things with people. Um, I like hmm, about myself. What else I like about myself? <laughs> about myself. Um, I like the fact that I've gotten to a point where I can stand my own ground. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I've gotten to the point where I do still have low self esteem, you know, and my confidence is still pretty low, but at the same time, like, that's from outside sources. Like, mm-hmm. when it comes to me and myself, I do, you know, appreciate that I've gotten to a point where I can be comfortable in what I like to wear or I can be comfortable and be the natural girl or, you know, be comfortable just being me in general. Mm-hmm. So I, I've i gotten to the point where I, I like that also. Like, I'm happy with that progress. If I can get to the point where I'm not bothered by outside sources... You know, as far as my self-esteem and confidence and stuff, I'd be A-OK. Yeah. What about you? What are some things you really like about yourself? Shit, what? Goddamn, my sister, Hema. All the shit. I always like certain shit about myself. The one thing I will say in my path to self-discovery is that I found out that I I realized I was attractive. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so uh, for a long time. But I was like, hmm. Damn, the five girls like me too. Shit, what? <laughs> Goddamn, what? I stopped, uh, I guess, uh, this might sound bad, settling for shit. Mm-hmm. And started going for, slow up, man. Shit, just open your mouth. You might get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I never went to a phase where I thought like I was actually unattractive. I always, I always felt like I was attractive. I just felt like I wasn't the top pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always felt like if it was me and a girly girl standing next to each other, the girly girl would get picked all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was for me. It's not that I thought that I was ugly, or it's not that I thought that I was unattractive. I just felt like it was always somebody better than me. Yeah. And that's what that's what I struggle with now a lot of times, that I'm always worried about, like, not being good enough or not, like, living up to people that I care about not living up to, you know, what they want from me and stuff yeah. like that. So I have to, I'm having a really hard time finding, finding that over years and years and years. That ain't me. I just be like, damn, I ain't got no money like I want it. <laughs> God damn it. That's only me. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. But, uh, mm, shit. Other than, I'm going to be honest with you, the only thing that really would stress me out, brain stress is, Financial shit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like, I'm a dope motherfucker. I'm funny. I'm attractive. I'm smart. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All the little positive affirmations you can say to yourself in the mirror that it can be controlled mm-hmm. by you. <laughs> yeah, but I shit. mean, 
like I said, I, it's not that I think bad about myself. Like, you know, I, I think I'm cool. <laughs> and like I said, I've always known that I was a, at least attractive. Um, I just didn't think that I would be anybody's, like, number one pick. Yeah. Or, you know, like I said, compared to stuff in a person's past or what they actually want out of life and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's what my issue is. That's what I've run into, like... That's what I've run into in the past and currently and, you know, probably in the future. It's just that I I always wind up comparing myself or hoping that somebody's not settling for me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, or like a lot of times you feel like like when you're dating somebody, you feel like, oh, they did all the fun stuff in their past and now they're settling down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now they're with their actual relationship or girlfriend they doing all the, the boring shit it's just like oh they expect all that stuff from you but I'm like that's stuff you like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or I guess you got it out your system so it's like whatever or I don't know I'm but, doing a lot of motherfucking moving I hope people don't <laughs> mind shit I, I that's yeah that's that's what I struggle with but um is there anything that you feel like you do better than others is anything that everything you can brag about every goddamn thing <laughs> I'm tripping. I know, bro. Shit, it's been a minute. I feel like I do everything better than everybody. It's like, nah. <laughs> um, honestly, no. Uh, how I was raised, uh, my mom used to tell us that you're no better or no worse than anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think I'm funnier than a lot of motherfuckers? Yes. Do I think, uh, you know, if I'm in my competitive mode or braggadocious mode, I'll, you know, I'll meet a chick, I'm like, ain't nobody gonna fuck you better than me. Mm-hmm. And give better advice to me and put you on more game than me. Yeah. But you might find a nigga that's a better boyfriend than me, because I ain't shit. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I've never had enough confidence to, like, brag. Or not even, like, even, like, to myself. <laughs> I ain't never had enough confidence to, even to myself, be like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. better than other people than that. Maybe, like, I think the most, the thing I have the most confidence in is dancing. And mm-hmm. I still don't think I'm better than everybody, but I do think I'm better than a lot of people yeah. <laughs> when it comes to dancing. And then, um, I don't know, that's really it. Like I, like I said, I'm not, I don't have super high confidence to think that highly of myself to where I'm just like, oh, I'm better than everybody else in this thing. So, yeah. like I said, the closest I come is like dancing. I have the most confidence when I'm performing or whatever and then yeah, I'm uh, still I ain't been here in a minute <laughs> I mean we got a different setup usually yeah. we're facing the door that's better like this and now, we're, the wall. now we're facing the computers or whatever so I, fo- I should I fucking forgot I had brought that bitch <laughs> oh the, the light yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean we got a good setup so we gotta just um but yeah I don't know um is there anything that you dislike about yourself? Uh, shit, my body dysmorphia. God dang shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm fat. <laughs> but I, right now, I'm kind of chunky, ain't gonna lie. But like, my midsection is wide. Mm-hmm. And my, nothing else is catching up. My arms and shit don't catch up. This is my back and my shoulders. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that's how I feel right that's now. That's it. 
It's not where I really. My midsection I mean, is wide, but then everything else is. It's still, a baby, and it's still skinny. I was like, why am I not gaining weight? Every time I go to the doctor, and that it's a little weight on there. Yes, but I didn't start gaining weight in my pregnancy until last month. Mm. It's crazy, but um, anything that I dislike about myself, my lack of confidence, uh, my low self-esteem, and my low, um, and all my insecurities. And that's it. Straight to the point. Uh, what is your greatest weakness? Procrastination. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait till the last minute and I'll be racing. <laughs> shit, shit. That's it. I'll be procrastinating my ass off, boy. Knowing I got shit to do and I'll wait till the last motherfucking minute to do it. Mm, my greatest weakness? Mm. Mm, I don't know. I'm sure I have a few. I think you know. I think I care too much. Mm-hmm. I had to get to a point where I was just like, "Look, I can't care for everybody." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do for everybody. Can't be everywhere. Can't do everything. But I think I do. Like, I care too much about shit sometimes that don't even matter. Yeah. And then, like, in order for me to shut it off, I have to like go nonchalant. So it's like either I give a shit or I like I don't give a shit at all. So I don't be giving a fuck. I mean, it, there's a lot of times now that I'm older that I don't. But, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something else. I hate saying, like, I care too much. It's Damn. Cliche. <laughs> my not giving a fuck might be my biggest. Well, no, it's procrastination. I'm still trying to think of my greatest weakness. What else? I don't know. I don't know. I should have. I probably should have thought about that before <laughs> before we did this. Um, what was hard for you to overcome? My procrastination. You still procrastinate, so you ain't overcame it. I know. Shit, that's still hard, nigga. Shit, I'm trying. China said that her greatest weakness is uh, her heart is on her sleeve. China, did you buy? Did you buy that baby a toy that got you out that ticket? That's all I want to know, China. <laughs> what is your great? Uh, what What was hard for you to overcome? Me. Yeah. Uh, caring what people think. Oh shit! Like I said, trying to get to a point where um, society was telling me I'm supposed to be a society and family, and you know, people around me was telling me I'm supposed to be a girly girl. Because mm. if not, then what am I? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is. If you're not a girly yeah. girl, it's like what back. Well, you know, when I was younger, it won't. Being gay wasn't a, a huge presence. It wasn't like super out there. So yeah. people weren't really saying, you know, if you're not a girly girl, then you're probably gay. But then once I got older, it, you realize that's probably what people were thinking. But like, I, um, yeah, it took me a long time to get to a point where I was comfortable with me. Yeah. And just comfortable with what I figured out about who I was and who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So. It took a long time for that. That's good, China. China daughter got a got her out of a speeding mm-hmm. ticket. I remember. That <laughs> had me dying laughing. <laughs> she wanted. Did she get? Uh, uh, she didn't want any color reveal dolls. I hate them damn things. Any what? Color reveal dolls. You gotta put them in the little tube. They come in and oh. put some hot water I'm in that motherfucker, and then the paint come off. I'm glad I'm having a son. Whew. I am so, every time I see, like, girly shit, or, like, I went to Walmart today, 
And I always walk through the baby section, even though mm. I ain't got no damn money. <laughs> but I see the girl stuff. I'm like, oof, I'm glad you're a boy. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't do it. Not yet. I mean, I'll, the next one, if it's a girl, fine. But I, I don't want to do it for the first one. That would have been like an overwhelming amount of adjustment. Like, I feel comfortable that I'm having a boy. Um, trying to say she didn't ask for that. And I didn't mention it because she had so many of those. You did the right thing. Lord. Um, has it been hard? Well, cause, because you're still getting over your procrastination. How mm-hmm. hard has it been? How hard has it been? To get over it. <laughs> I think it's akin to like maybe a dope fiend getting off dope. What is I'm like, I know I got something to do today. Mm-hmm. Let me get up. So what do you struggle with? Just like. Just doing the shit. I'll wait to the light. Literally, I'll wait to the last minute to do shit. I've been like this forever. Even like, if like somebody's wait depending on you? Yeah. <laughs> they don't pay me for it and everything. Shit. A lot of shit I've been getting paid for while I went to last minute too. But I guess it's the the thrill of waiting and then having to do it sparks all my creativity. But I'm like, God damn, maybe I should just, you know, do this and this and this. Because now I'm stressed. Like, fuck. Trying to get it done. Trying to say she relates it, but it gets done. Hey, I'm going to get this shit done. I think, but... If I can cure that, mm-hmm. just, you know, get rid of my procrastination bug, mm-hmm. I think I'll take off. And, yeah. you know, whatever I decide to do with life. Because then I'll start just attacking shit instead of waiting. Yeah, I procrastinate too, but it's with my things. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's depending on me or I need to be somewhere on time or something like that, then I'm fine. Like, yeah. you know, I don't procrastinate, but, like, I still ain't put this book out. You know what I'm saying? I done stopped with, well, I stopped with the sauces because I got pregnant, but yeah. I done stopped with the sauces, you know, all that stuff. I have I haven't done anything with any of those things. So I procrastinate with like personal things. Yeah. Because it's just you know, it's just me doing it. It's just like what what am I in a rush for? Um yeah. trying to say it's like the stress causes you to make sure you get it right because you know you have plenty of time to get it right anyway. Hey Amen. It's true. I'm progressing on my shit, other people's shit. <laughs> shit, nigga. The day that I, my, you know, I decide to go on to the, another plane of existence, nigga. I'm also going to procrastinate then, too. Fuck around, be stuck in limbo, bullshit. What, um, what's some other things that you've um, discovered about yourself over the years? That's not on the paper, I just, um, <laughs> just want to know. Uh, monogamy might, be, might not be for me. Mm. For real, for real. Uh, I have a short fuse. I have a lot of room for bullshit. Right. To be honest with you, bro. Like, I don't like being around stupid people. Mm-hmm. And once I deem you to be stupid, hopefully my facial expressions won't say what my <laughs> brain is thinking. Yeah, I have a hard time with facial expressions. Um... Cause I'll definitely look at you like you done before I even realize yeah. that I've done it. Um, I don't expect well, shit. I don't expect things from people. I don't. I don't expect me from other people. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel I realize that people expect certain people. Don't, it's a lot of people out here that do things for you, but the, and they expect things back, and I don't like that. Yeah. 
Because, yes, you might do this for me, but motherfucker, I don't want to do nothing for you the next day. Or <laughs> week, like. I used to be like that. I had to get over that, too. That, like, uh, just because I do something for somebody doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to do something for me when they, yep. when I need them to. They're going to do something for me when they <laughs> when they want to. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So, yeah, I had to get over that myself. Uh, what else? That's it? Yeah. Um, for me, stuff that I've discovered about myself is that, um, and honestly, I didn't, until this relationship, I didn't realize how insecure I could be, (laughs) I could be, but I, my insecurities are, like I said, come from like comparing myself to other things and then like the amount that I care about the person. Yeah. So if I don't give a shit, like I've gotten to the point, it used to be that everything bothered me. But now, if I don't give a shit about you or your opinion, it don't bother me. But if I care about you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why my family gets to me so much. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, that's my family. I love my family. So when they when they say little slick shit, you know, about the way I dress or, like, get my eyebrows done and shit like that, it bothers me. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, whatever. You know, it's still kind of like, you know, stabs me. Just, it's like poking me with a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then in my relationships, like, you know, because I care about how I'm stacking up to you or, you know, what you want and all that kind of stuff, that kind of, you know, it bothers me to, like, I just get super insecure, you know, and I'm always just like, damn, you know, I'm hoping that this person is not, like, settling for me or mm-hmm. whatever or wishing that I was somebody else, but, um, you know, I don't know, so... Like I said, I just realized how far my insecurity goes. Yeah. Um, other things I've discovered about myself over the years is that um, I'm a good listener. I do give really good advice, but I'm also like just a really weird, good listener. You know, I'll sit back and let you vent all day. <laughs> just be sitting there like, okay, girl. <laughs> what else? What else am I? You know, is that it? Are you good? Um, um, it wasn't until I got older that I realized exactly where I was with, like, lack of confidence and mm-hmm. self, my self-esteem. Like, when I was younger, I knew it, but I didn't know how bad it was until I got older and it started, like, coming out and stuff. Because I started finding out about myself. You know, I got into culinary. I got into all this other stuff and so it was just like you know why don't you think that your food is good or why don't you think that it's good enough basically for me it's not that it's not about thinking it's good it's that good enough part yeah it's like am i good enough or is this good enough or what i'm doing good enough and people are telling me this is great (laughs) or i'm fine and i'm just like "Mm, i guess i don't feel that way i hear you but i don't feel that way yeah so a lot of my stuff now, like, I've come a really, really long way, but it's still centered around insecurities, confidence, and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping to drop this baby and jump into some therapy. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it now because, you know, I'm emotional and shit. I want to do it after drop the baby and get a yeah. little bit back to being me and see what comes from that. I don't want to jump into new therapy 
in the middle of a new pregnancy <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, what is one major experience that you have, have had that has helped shape you to be the person you consider yourself to be? Mm, a major experience. I don't know if I could put it on one. It's like certain shit. Like, I dated the chick that had a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I fucked it off. And she's like, I didn't give a fuck. You ain't had no money. Like, you weren't on the same economic status as me. I just fucked with you for, because of who you were. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, um, coaching, basketball. And I got kids killing during the summer. And then... You know, their parents calling me, like, throughout their school years, like, y'all wish you were the, the coach at the high school, the high school coach got my son doing this, and, mm-hmm. you know, you had him looking this way over the summer, and they coach on what the fuck they doing, and, you know, just experience in life, bro, like, it's, like I said earlier, I might not have been the best boyfriend, but I still think I'm a good person, because a lot of people... Even if shit went bad, mm-hmm. they still try to swing back around and they're like, yo, yeah, you're not boyfriend material or whatever, but you, like, you're still a dope person. I took your advice and I didn't double my income and some shit like that. I was like, all right, I must be a dope motherfucker. Now, how can I just use, you know, the tools that I've gave and given other people that I have within me mm-hmm. to make myself that person? But procrastination <laughs> kicking my ass. Yeah, I, um, honestly, like, besides, like, the major things, like, graduating college and shit like that, I think what really, really helped me to be the person that I am now and, like, helped me with discovering myself Mm -hmm. was dealing with dudes who didn't want a relationship with me, but treated me like they cared Mm -hmm. so much for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the fact that you can get that level of care and emotion and chemistry from somebody who you're not even trying to like be with that showed me that I should get more than that from somebody that actually wants to be with me you know what I'm saying like if somebody that don't even want me like that or not trying to wife me Mm -hmm. (laughs) can treat me great why can't somebody that actually wants to you know be with me for the rest of their life supposedly treat me great also so that's kind of what helped me a little bit with like my confidence and stuff like that. I'm gonna tell you another little thing that made me like, damn, I'm, I might be on the right path. I just need to get around around the right people. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, me and Pete was talking one year. And I was like, yeah, one day we're gonna be able to sit home and on our phone and order a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't read no business inside of magazines, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Two years later, here come Netflix. I was like, she like, damn, <laughs> I didn't know shit about it. She's like, yo. Remember you were saying, because you, you, we had to go to the red box. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yo, you remember you saying that you could just like watch shit from your phone to your TV? Mm-hmm. She's like, you know you can do that shit now? I was like, word? Let me go to Silicon Valley. I got all types of ideas <laughs> to make motherfuckers lazier and stay in the fucking house. Because that's what I like to do. I just, I just figure out what my greatest weakness is. My greatest weakness is treating others the way I want to be treated. Yeah. Like, regardless of how they treat me, I still try to treat people in a way that I would want to be treated. Yeah. You know, if 
if a, tra- if a person treats me bad, I usually just kind of cut them off, you know. But other than that, like, even if you, like, if you're not, either way, I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Yeah. Regardless of how they treat me or regardless of what type of life they live and stuff like that. And I think that's a big weakness for me because I treat everybody great. <laughs> or what I think is great. That's the golden rule, right? That's supposed to be. I would go by a civil rule. I treat people the way I want to be treated until I have to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. Yeah. It's it's just hard for me to deal with people and treat them not well. Yeah. You know, like, I'd rather just not deal with you versus, like, trying to treat you the way you treat me. You know? Yeah. China said that's a strength. It is opinion. a strength until people take advantage of you or people treat you yeah. bad and you're still treating them good. Yeah. Like, then you're just being taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. So, I had to learn to, like, just cut people off <laughs> instead of, like, because at the end of the day, you'll be blessed. Yeah, I mean, I'll be blessed for a lot of things yeah. at the end of the day. I just, I don't want to feel like I'm being taken advantage of and it's my fault, you know, because yeah. I'm just letting this person stay in my life. It's a lot more, and it ain't even fucked up for me to say because I don't fuck with people like this. Like, if I feel like you can be easily manipulated, I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Because, why? To me, I'm not going to say, like, that person's stupid. Mm-hmm. But why are you so gullible? Like, you're too giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little more selfish. Like, that's one thing I did learn, too, on my um, journey to self to, uh, self-discovery. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be selfish. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be selfish. Like, especially, like, if you're an extremely giving person, nah, you're giving too much. Mm-hmm. Give yourself that, that energy that you're putting out into other people. That's why, like, I don't have an issue with saying no. Now, sometimes it'll come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah, because of shit. My boys go out, you know what I'm saying? People ask me. This has been opportunities that I passed up. Mm-hmm. That I shouldn't have passed up because I said no. But then I, it always comes back around to me. Right. But hey, man, you told me no this time. Like, bro, I really ain't feel like fucking with it, but I'm open to it now. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's not good to be that way. You know, to be really giving or, you know, treat people the way you actually want to be treated. Because mm-hmm. um, China said they'll pay for that. They'll pay for, you know, being a bad person later and I'll be blessed. Of course. But I'm not going to keep... My thing is that I'm not going to keep you around to yeah. continue to treat me bad. Like, that's my thing. Like... While you're around, of course I'm going to treat you well. You know what I'm saying? Until I get to the point where I'm like, you don't even deserve the, you know, my my niceness. Yeah. So then I'm going to cut you off. Because then if I keep you around to treat me bad, continue to treat me bad, then it's just my fault. And yeah, I'll get it back, you know, be, and be blessed. But who wants to go through that? Yeah. To be blessed. I said agree. Definitely don't be a fool. Exactly. And one yeah. of the way kindly is necessary and very mature. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit, I don't even, shit, motherfucker, fuck me, fuck, you know, fuck off and fuck me over. I don't, shit. It, mm-hmm. I move on, I don't even think about that person no more. But as we talked about uh, some episodes ago, maybe like two, three episodes ago, mm-hmm. they always try to come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. At some point, people that treat you terribly try get to a point, even if they're like old. Yeah. They get to a point where they look back on the way they treated people and try to make up for it. Yeah. Like, um, 
the girl who slept with my ex. You know what I'm saying? Like, now she be like, like, she's bought sauces for me. She sent me stuff for the baby and stuff. And I'm grateful. I don't have, like, no malice towards her or anything like that. But I'm just not, I'm not open to being, like, friends or anything like that anymore. You know, it's just a bad taste in my mouth. I'm just like, like I said, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? And all that kind of stuff. But I'm just not here to be like, we can be friends now because I know you've grown and you're not that person anymore. Nah, I'm good. Now, my high school sweetheart still pop up. Don't let me post a fucking picture of my face or me standing up and put that bitch on Facebook. And her big ass go in my damn inbox with my eyes. <laughs> and I send rolling eye emoji back. Bye, bitch. Mm-mm. Stay over there. I don't want you. And you must the poom poom. Keep it to yourself. Uh, if you had an alter ego, what would their name be and what kind of person would they be? Shit. Corey, goddammit. <laughs> And it's the same motherfucker. I'm just a little more uh, slightly meaner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Corey. Corey's like a nigga from New York. I think as a New Yorker, you get what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. extremely blunt. Deontay a little bit more. You know, I'm still blunt, but I'm a little more subdued. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot of shit. I talk more shit as Corey. Yeah, I with me... <laughs> What's crazy is that, like, with me going through college and being on the dance team and stuff like that, I already have, like, different personalities mm. or whatever. And I think that, like, my actual name, Adrian, Adrian Cherie, is, like, I guess that would be the real me now, but in yeah. college it wasn't. Like, because in college I was, you know, more shy and more laid back than I am now and quite quieter mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm still all those things, but... At the same time, I'm way more blunt and all that kind of stuff. Like, Adrian Cherie has the New York side of me in there. You know what I'm saying? It has the adult me in there. It has the person that's gone through all the bullshit. That's who Adrian Cherie is. You know, all the inks and robotics and all that kind of stuff. That's just, like, the more chill side of I don't really give a fuck or, you know, leave me alone type person. So, I've always had a couple of different types of personas out there to use it just depends Man, yeah my family and friends see Deontay everybody else see Corey yeah I don't know uh, what my family sees you know I can go just chill and be myself and not <laughs> talk and have a whole conversation with my mom my brother and my grandma mm-hmm. and then you know people see me out and I'm a little more of an extrovert that day mm-hmm. you know yeah I think my going family, to Connecticut changed sorry. me my bad. No, you good, good. Yeah, going to Connecticut changed me. I went up there, oh, hey, how you doing, sir? <laughs> it was probably like, uh, nigga, shut the fuck up. Man, I told this nigga, I said, what's up? What you mean, what's up, nigga? I was like, right. oh, shit, you nigga, I ain't Okay. Mm-hmm. I came back, my mom was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but you need to take your ass back to Connecticut and bring my son back. Shit. I'm like, shit. I'm about to fuck if I get my ass beat for being nice, <laughs> goddamn shit. Exactly. Um... Oh, I don't know. My family probably knows AJ, and mm-hmm. that's what they call me. Um, well, my cousins and stuff, that's what they call me, AJ. And they, that's probably who they know, because around my family, I'm a whole different person. Okay. I'm more like... Uh, I'm more I'm more like still that little kid, mm-hmm. basically, is what I am when I'm around my family. Just like... Mm, I'm not super blunt, and I'm not like talking shit to nobody, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, so... Only the ones that, like, probably have listened to a podcast or follow me on Facebook and stuff like that kind of know. 
yeah. the other sides of me, but they still don't really, really know. But um, speaking of friends and family, how would you like to be remembered by them? The lovable asshole <laughs> that would give you the shirt off his back. If you make him mad, he'll give you his ass to kiss. That's me. I say I I want to be buried on my in my casket on my stomach with my ass up. Some motherfucker kiss my ass or flush down the toilet. Oh Have my ass just flush down the toilet. Um, I think that I want to be remembered as just a good person, and that you describe that however you want to. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to get into detail and like tell you how what a good person is but I just want yeah. people to remember me as like a good person and miss me <laughs> and um, you know be remembered as always being the person that was trying to be there all the time yeah. and stuff like that so. and shout out to Deepfoot with this morbid ass question I ain't thinking right. about that shit right now <laughs> Um, now, I, mean, I was thinking about when I was in the hospital. <laughs> I don't so. think I think about that, but not in the way of like after my death. I think yeah. about it like when I get older. What are people going? You know, what are people going to think about who I was yeah. younger and who I am now versus who I am now and all that kind of stuff. Man. So, um, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I told Rose, I was like, look now. It's gonna be a, a section of, of my funeral if I die here. That's when like, damn, this boy has some good ass dick. Oh my god! <laughs> Motherfucker, let me a bust out laughing. Terrible. I said, bro, hey, I said it's gonna be like he fucked shit out of me group. Mm-hmm. Damn, this coach DJ, that's my guy group. It's gonna be like damn, the nigga was an asshole group. And I was like, shit, don't get beat the fuck up. Mm-mm. Um. So lastly, what are three characteristics that you would use to describe yourself? Uh, open-minded, thoughtful, what I want to be, <laughs> and um, compassionate. Believe it or not. Compassionate. I mean, that's one of your three things. So yeah. I'm not surprised. Unless I don't like you, just like the motherfucker just called me. That's bullshit. <laughs> Um, on mine's, I'm going to go with laid back, um, because that's just my personality in general, mm-hmm. regardless of how long I've known you or whatever, I'm still going to be known as the laid back, chill, quiet person. Um, good or giving, because I definitely give way too much, and I hope that everybody thinks that I'm, I'm just a good person in general. Um, and then I'll say insecure, because like I said, I've been discovering that you know, how far my insecurities go. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be another thing that's going to be very, very, very hard to get overcome, which is why I'm seeking <laughs> therapy after child. Because I need, I need some help to, yeah. like, figure out how to combat it. You know, how to stop comparing myself to other things and worrying if I'm good enough. Because I think I'm attractive. I think I'm good. I think I'm a nice person. Um, you know, I'm super giving. Mm-hmm. I just... It's the enough part that works yeah. against me. So when I tell you, uh, prepare for some tissue. Who? You. Oh, there. Go. And uh. Let me tell you something about me. And now, I ain't never cried so much in my life. For one, hey, it's been a very rough year in general. So that just makes it worse. And two, I cry thinking about going to therapy. 
and <laughs> the things I need to talk about. So you ain't got to warn me. I'm bringing tissue for the days that I ain't got shit to say. Yeah, when you, when they sit there and talk to you, and you see how much of like your childhood mm-hmm. has manifested itself, tra- childhood trauma has manifested itself as, to your adulthood. Mm-hmm. So eat your ass up, bro. I, I mean, I believe it because, like, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to. Jesus, what is happening? I'm not going to therapy initially for them to like discover things about me. Yeah. I'm going initially to talk about things to put them together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I had, like I said, I, I've told y'all plenty of stories about my family and how they've contributed to my insecurities and you know my low confidence and stuff. Yeah. So. You know, if she says, oh, well, you know, that's a prime example of why your confidence is probably low because your family, blah, blah, blah. I already know that. You know, I just need help putting it together and working through it. Yeah. Um. It. So, um, you know, that is not going to surprise me. It's going to make me emotional, yes, because just saying it out loud to a stranger is, is hard. It's hard saying it out loud to, you know, when I first started, like, opening up to my friends and stuff about it. It's hard saying it on the podcast, but... Yeah. What's really going to get me is when I get to, like, like I said, talking about my insecurities and trying to figure out, like, how to work through it. Because I know that's going to be hard and it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. So that's what's really going to have me in my bag from whatever week to week or whatever session to session. So, yeah, but I look forward to it because... You know, I'm always looking for a way to better my life and better my mind or whatever. I hate just, like, random bouts of being down about shit that nobody can help me with. (laughs) You know, like, so I'm excited. I'm excited about therapy. I just have to find a therapist. And a couple of people have recommended people. Mm -hmm. But I have to sit down and figure out what the person looks like that I want to talk to. Yeah. First. And then I can go online and like find somebody. So when I look, it had to be a black person. Got to be a Negro. You got to be from African descent, <laughs> preferably. You was born in America, or you've been in America for at least fifty years. Yeah, and see, my I think my thing is more so like age range, mm-hmm. because I always felt like with generations, there's such a big gap. Yeah. So I won't think. I don't think I want to talk to anybody much older than me, but I don't know that I want to talk to nobody that's my age either. Yeah. So I think maybe like 40s. Shit, I was maybe. talking to James Turner. That was his name. Dope <laughs> motherfucker, too. He reminded me of myself. Yeah, I don't want to talk. I think black man with dreads from D.C. It'll probably be like a black woman in her mid-40s. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Man. So we'll see. I'll probably test that out first, and if I don't like her, I'll find somebody, <laughs> find somebody else. Um... But that's all I got. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about like discovering yourself or any tips for the people out there? Hey man, get your ass a journal. Write in that motherfucker. If you gotta cry, cry. If you gotta yell, yell. I used to do. That's my shit. I hated my damn job. I fucking drive in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Get out. <gasps> and I feel better. But you know, to me, those are positive. Uh, Couple mechanism mechanisms. Mm-hmm. I won't fucking. I won't jacking off. I won't smoking. I won't drinking. I won't eating. Mm-hmm. I was either working out, crying, screaming, and playing basketball. Yeah, I could never get into journaling, and like I write, 
but I can never get into like writing mm-hmm. like that. You know, like stuff like that. I I'm more of a um I cry when I'm frustrated, like yeah. when I get overwhelmed. Um so like if something has bothered me and it's bothered me for too long or I get overwhelmed with it or something like that, or it's a day where it feels like everything is heavy on me. Yeah. Then I I'll probably bust out in tears at some point throughout that day. Bruh. Or be holding them back all day. Then the next day my throat hurt because I've been holding my tears in all day. Hey, man. Uh, but honestly, what I really do is hop in my car, play some drive. music, and go for a drive. That too. That's the number one thing for me to do is like, and if I can't do that, I'll come back here in this room hey, and sit and like do stuff on the computer. Just take some time for myself to think. But most of the time it's hopping in my car, playing some music hey. that's probably triggering. <laughs> and ride around. Ride, ride around. Yeah, ride my everything. Okay. I'm through here now. Nowadays, it's uh, Jasmine Sullivan, girl like me. Mm. Uh, clearly, and can you see why? <laughs> Talk about insecurities. Man. That song is full of being insecure. So Shit. it's either Drew Hill or I listen to Joe Button's Black Cloud. That's my antidepressant song. It's a depressing ass song. Listen to that shit. I'm, I'm good now. Yeah, it depends. It depends on what emotions I'm going through. Like I said, yeah. lately it's been Jasmine Sullivan's album, the um, newest one. Mm-hmm. The hotels, and then the the last song, "Girl Like Me." Um, I'll put that on repeat. Now, back in the day when I just was pissed off, it was probably uh, Jay Z's Black album. Yeah. So I could listen to um, "Moment of Clarity" and "Allure" and all that shit. Um, but it just depends. Or sometimes, like if I'm Sad, like after I break up, I'll ride around and listen to slow songs, mm-hmm. like non-sexual ones, and not necessarily like sad slow songs, but just slow songs in general, or whatever. It just depends. I've listened to on that jump set. I wanna speed. I'm like, please do. Oh my god. Come on, Jasmine. Come course. on now. Shit. You of course, that's on. the you one. You can sit on it, spin on it. You can twirl on it, do a split on it, all that shit. Of course, that's the one. Man, I ain't just talking about my That's all I got for this week. Like I said, we ain't got nothing else. No, I ain't got nothing. All right. Well, follow the podcast um, on uh, Twitter and Who Taught You Pod. Um, what else? Jesus, nothing. <laughs> uh, like I said, you can find the video. Um, it'll be on YouTube, and it's on Twitch for 14 days from now. That's all Who Taught You the Twitch is Who Taught You Podcast. YouTube is Who Taught You Question Mark The Podcast in order to find us. And the video will be up there tomorrow, I hope. Yeah. Um, follow us on, you know, whatever um, podcasting platform that you listen to us on now. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Google, whatever. <laughs> I still... Still don't know what it is, but Google whatever, and then, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I gotta check our podcast sale numbers on that because I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I don't know either. Um, and then tell a friend about the podcast, of course. Tell a friend so they can tell a friend. Um, if you see us post stuff, retweet it for us or repost it for mm-hmm. us, that'll help. Um, just you know, spread the word, like, comment, share, rate. Whatever you can do on whatever pop, uh, platform you listen to us on or watch yeah. us on. Do all the things. 
so we can get our numbers up and all that great stuff. Shout out to the lady in the grocery tough store that told me I got nice arms. I'm like, oh, thank you. I've been, I've been working out. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to look like Mario Van Peebles and, and Solo by my birthday next year. Okay. Well, good luck with that. You ever seen Solo? No. I mean, a Universal Soldier. That's it. I'm like, what? Solo? No, I haven't seen that either. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not just... No. It's probably way bigger, so... Yeah. I ain't trying to be too big, man. Um, but, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at inkspill, I-N-K-S-P underscore I-L-L. On Twitter at inkrobot13, I-N-K-E-D, robot number 13. Um, You can follow me on Snapchat if you like. It's really just me being pregnant and food on there. But it's vanilla extract four. Uh, what else I got? Oh, follow the uh, podcast on TikTok at Who Taught You the Pod. Or I downloaded the app. I haven't signed yeah. into it yet. Yeah, follow us on there too, because that's where we post like all the flyers of when um you know what we're gonna talk about the next week and when we're recording and uh the little tips and stuff from the episode before. So follow us on there. Um, Corey. Corey C H O R E Y knows Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. I ain't never on that. Uh, hit your boy up for whatever you know what I'm saying I'm about to roll out some new things for myself on a personal note mm-hmm. you know my chair about to do some shit fuck with me yeah. and us hmm? so fuck with us man you oh. know what I'm saying next time y'all see my arms look good tell me how my arms look good you know what I'm saying god damn my phone was all fucking <laughs> yeah. all the way down um, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, get some motivation out here and start after, like I said, after I got this baby at this point. Now we in a countdown, so I ain't starting nothing new. But hopefully I'll drop the baby. We'll get into some type of routine or learning experience with him. Mm-hmm. And I can start taking advantage of um, this time that I'm off. Because prior to baby, it was really like getting used to my body and getting ready for baby in home. So it wasn't as relaxed as I thought it would be mm-hmm. between doctor's visits and my grandpa- my grandmother being sick and my sister mm-hmm. passing and cousin passing. You know, all that shit that I was going through. So it has not been easy with the time. <laughs> so hopefully after I can take advantage of whatever time I have left in the house. So look forward to it. I have been writing down ideas for new stories. So new stories should be coming sooner or later. Especially now that I'm not sleeping, hopefully I'll start. I'll start writing soon again. And I need um. Oh, email us at who taught you podcast at gmail.com if you have any topics or anything like that. But also, I'm looking for advice on how to self-publish my book. Um, preferably an ebook. So if you have any tips or websites or anything like that for me to go to or Google or whatever, let me know. You can DM me on social media. I don't care if you do that either but please if you hear this help me <laughs> because I was googling stuff and I was like this can't be it this can't be what people are doing so um yeah let me know if you know anybody or know any websites or anything like that so I can go ahead and get this book out um but other than that that's all I got so until next week you guys class is missed